on the next episode of Sip Suds and Smokes. Mike and Zebulon Artisan Ales in Weaverville, North Carolina. The 2020 TARDIS Society Beers from Zebulon Ales we will be trying today are Truman Brewing 1850 KXX Stock Ale, Barclay Perkins 1859 EIP, Truman Brewing 1850 Imperial Brown Stout, Truman Brewing 1860 XXX Mild Ale. The Truman Brewing 1840 Keeping Porter. Truman Brewing 1840 Running Porter. And the Truman Brewing 1877 P.I. We'll be right back after this break. Almost live from the dude in the basement studios. Why? Because that's where the good stuff is. It sips, suds, and smokes with your smoking host, the good old boys. Suds, suds, it's time for more suds. Welcome, I'm so excited today. Okay, Uh, this is another sud segment, but this is a really special sud segment where we feel that good beer is always best when paired with bad accents. And I mean wretched accents. Oi, yes. And long belches. This is a show that good old boy Mike invented, so that all makes sense. It does, doesn't it? (laughs) (laughs) I am your hostess, good old gal Juliana, and with me today at the table is good old boy Caperton. Yes. Yes, I am at the table. You are. I'm here, and I'm I'm excited as well for this very special episode. That's that's all. Episode. Yeah. Reverend Mark. Hello, good to be here today. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's prepping his yeah, accent. Yeah, yeah. Good boy, Drew. Oi, who are you looking at? Oh, <laughs> oh sorry, sorry. Exactly. And again. And good old boy, Dave. I'm both frightened and aroused. <laughs> <laughs> at any given moment. Yeah, that's the norm for at him. At any given moment. Well... Breweries are constantly having to come up with new ways to get and keep the attention of beer drinkers because you're, you know, we're, we're fickle, all we're fickle bunch. Squirrel, squirrel, squirrel. <laughs> we're ADD. We're yes. basically thirteen-year-old girls. The newest girls. bright color. <laughs> Very bright. Shiny. Well, limited or special releases, the mug clubs, the yep. can clubs, the yep. bottle clubs, the barrel clubs. Ooh. Wait, mm-hmm. barrel clubs. Ooh. Ooh. Okay. Book clubs. Tell me more. Tell me more. <laughs> anyway, we've all had memberships to different clubs and probably have all stood in lines for a few hours yep. or more. Yep. 
to get a four pack of cans or a bottle of something that's supposed to be amazing, right? If you're lucky. Right. Well, today at this table, we're going to give a try to a selection of beers from one of our favorite breweries. Mm -hmm. And that would be Mike and Zebulon Artisan Ales in Weaverville, North Carolina. Yeah. Good boy, Caperton. Would yes. you mind giving us the lineup from today's selections? Why, certainly. I'm not going to. Uh, well, the 2020 TARDIS Society beers from Zebulon Ales we will be trying today are Truman Brewing 1850 KXX Stock Ale at 11%. Barclay Perkins 1859 EIP East India Porter at 7%. Truman Brewing or Bruin, as it is here, eighteen fifty Imperial Brown Stout at nine point eight percent. Truman Brewing eighteen sixty XXX Mild Ale. It does not sound mild to me. At six percent, maybe so. Truman Brewing eighteen forty. Oh, Keeping Porter at six percent. Did I? Did I see that? Yeah, the mild ale is eight point four percent. Yeah, I think did I skip the mild ale? No, you no, did. You did the mild. Oh, you just skipped the. Sorry, I'm keep getting carried. I'm You're good. Let's carry, carry the, away the, with the accent, accent is yeah, phenomenal. Yeah. Though. <laughs> okay. Enjoying it. I'll keep it up. The the That's Truman Brewing eighteen forty keeping porter at six percent. Truman Brewing eighteen forty running porter at five point eight percent. And the Truman Truman Brewing eighteen seventy seven. P.I. at 7.1%. What did we say P.I. was? P1. Uh-oh. P1? P1. I thought yeah. it was pale, some pale IPA. We will get into that. Yes. Ooh, there were a lot of letter combinations oh, and yeah. phrases. Letters and numbers there. That and, uh, will be explained I did okay. later. And one always, great. one always stands for P, right? Yes. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you. I.P. Freely. Good boy, Caperton. You're, now you're welcome. <laughs> now, good old boy Drew, Jolly please give good. us the suds ratings for today. Oi, we'll be discussing rating these beers with these suds ratings plus our signature belching sounds. Hear those ratings now. <laughs> Number one, that sucks. Give me anything but a bud. I thought Mike had two. the worst exit, but dead gum, he just lost <laughs> the title. Has to be how we do it from now on. <laughs> Yep. Number three. Oh, what a reef. Number four. A, a body really should not make that sound. And number five. Listen to that hang time. Give me another. <laughs> we got a little Australian there at the end. It, it, it did go a little, got a little, got a little Aussie. That's not a so. five. Now that's a five. <laughs> no, that's a five. <laughs> <laughs> And we're off, folks. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> okay. So. Sorry. What we are really. I'm we're we're going to be talking about this TARDIS society, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Which is great. Oh, yeah. yeah. Now, um, Mike. Karnowski. Yes. Karnowski. I, I just yeah. I like calling him Mike. Mikey. Sorry. I Mike like calling K. him Mike. So he picked two breweries to set the backdrop for these beers that we are going to these be These are historical, today. as as the listener may note, 
from the dates. These are historical recreations. Yes. So I'm going to give a brief description about these two breweries that m- that Mr. Karnowski yeah. is emulating, if you will. Okay. So Truman's Brewery is the first one, which you've heard we have a lot of fine offerings from, was a large East London brewery and one of the largest brewers in the world at the end of the 19th century. It was founded in 1666. Whoa. Yes. Uh, The Black Eagle Brewery was established on a plot of land, which is now Brick Lane in London. Mm. It grew steadily until the 18th century when under the management of Mr. Truman, and driven by the demand for porter, which was a very common beer style back then, um, it expanded rapidly and became one of the largest brewers in London. Its growth continued, um, and it expanded, et cetera, et cetera. The situation changed for Truman's in the 20th century as it had to come to terms with the rise of the lager, cheaper competition from Budweiser. imports, Thank you, Budweiser. and the consolidation of the biggest names in British brewing through mergers and acquisitions. Mm. Attempts to come to terms with these changes through management restructures, et cetera, et cetera. Even then. It did not succeed, unfortunately. In 1989, the brewery closed. Sound familiar? Brewers. I know, really? <laughs> it's like the same story. <laughs> so the Truman's brand was Universal. revived in 2010, and since 2013, beer is again being brewed in East London under the Truman's name. Yeah. How cool. How about that? Yeah. Now, the second brewery um, that's being emulated is mm-hmm. the Barclay Perkins Brewery. Originally named the Anchor Brewery, the business was founded in 1616 on land that was occupied by the former Globe Theater near the River Tate. Yes, look at that history. Yikes. Barclay's involvement began in July 1781 when Robert Barclay of the banking family, which, you know, that's a popular name. It's a bank started getting involved. Exactly. So he bought it and went into partnership with the brewery's chief clerk, John Perkins. Um, right. So, first? and in 1797, they renamed it Barclay Perkins. Hmm. The brewery initially produced only porter, sure, because that was really popular at the yeah. time, until 1834 when it introduced the pale ale. It was also well known for the Russian Imperial Stout. Members of the Barclay family continued to be involved in the brewery's management uh, mm-hmm. well into the 20th century. Nice. Yes. Um, so I think that's pretty cool that, you know, he's yeah. pulling from some big history. Yeah. Okay. Well, we, enough. We should mention Ron Pattinson. Yeah. He's the historian. Okay. For historian Mike, Mike and Ron Pattinson. Helped him of, locate and recreate those. He's, uh, Mike, uh, Ron's done a lot of the legwork on these breweries. Yeah. Recently. And Mr. Pattinson is, for those of us that don't know. Is an, uh, a beer historian in the UK um, who's pretty interesting. I mean, he... Uh, we. We really don't know. We don't have anything to, to sample from these breweries, you know. But right. we we do have the recipes, and he's done a lot of like just intensive stuff to pull up these recipes and stuff. Yep. So we thank Mr. Patton. So he's an author as well, written mm-hmm. books about. Yes, yeah. many books for those of us that are home brewers. Yeah. We well, yeah. yeah, and and you know, the, you got to think about how to adapt some of the terminology. Um, yeah, you know, different it's, malts it's, that may or may it's, not it's be a mess. Yeah, yeah, it's, How it's many a mess. Cubits of- <laughs> and even the records that they kept, you yeah. know, are different from brewery to brewery, you know, and it's just, it's a real headache. And it's really cool to have someone dedicated to sort of kind of piece it back combing, together, combing through that stuff, give a taste of, you know. And Mike is, they, they've, they've, 
they've collaborated quite a bit in the past. They did a speak, uh, they did a, a lecture at uh, Craft Beer Week. In Mike's Nashville a history buff too. I mean, yeah, he is. Really he is. That, so. I think, in short, this was a big labor of love. Oh, for sure. To do this as you know, a beer society. Hey, this is what I'm going to do for yeah. the year. You pay. X it actually makes a lot of sense. It totally does. These beers probably aren't that marketable now, right? right. But for people like us that are going to join these uh, sort of bottle clubs, this is the kind of stuff. If you're into really deep, then you you understand because he does love. good beers all the yeah. time, right? You can yeah. have those. This is like a, this is a really interesting thing he's doing. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And what I love about Mike is even in general, if you go to his tap room, he's going to have some historical-ish there's style be, beers. Yeah, there's going to be a casket. Yeah, for sure. he's not yeah. Mr. Like super trendy, yeah. and he's all about the craft of it. Yeah. So I'm really jazzed Might and excited. Might not find a cold IPA there. <laughs> <laughs> I think he does have Oh, does oh, he? Oh, yeah. well. Okay. Uh, well Bows to the market forces in some respect. Some kind of hazy thing or right. something. Well, well, you know. Maybe just one. Maybe yeah. just one. It's an 1840 cold IPA. Yeah. But to preface this, I think, you know, for those of us that have had these um, sort of been involved in these societies, this is something very unique. Yep. That for you're sure. not going to see it, from it, a lot of breweries. It's neat. What it, yes. Yeah. Well, we will get into the beers right after this brief interlude. Cool. Welcome back, everyone, to a very special episode. Special. Special. Okay, I guess I'm the special, only one special, really special or special, extra special, S- extra special, es extra special episode ese. Are you bitter? Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> he could be. Well, we'll get to that later. Okay, so we're gonna start getting into the beers, and the first one will be presented by yes. Good Old Boy Caperton. Yes, and the first beer we will be. Sampling is the Truman Brewing 1850 KXX Stock Ale. Um, a little background on this beer provided by Mike and Ron. Um, no fancy names for a pale beer in the brew house back in the 1850s, just simple code of X's and K's. So the X's indicated the more X's, the more strong a beer was. And K size. meant. Size does matter. <laughs> Don't let anyone tell you different. K meant that it sh- it was a beer for keeping or aging. Um, so there was no standardization between breweries. So it, it really, it was a roll of the dice from breweries. Could be XXK. Yeah, what, yeah, yeah. No Rheinskibach. What, what, what was a triple X at one brewery might be a two X at another. But, so generally, um, X triple X is your strongest, then XX, and then Right. X. So the yeah. beer we're going to be trying uh, is the, so it's the second strongest beer made so it's and the strongest would have been kxxx if that makes any sense so this is 2x kxx um and it's intended for aging uh it would have taken place in a neutral oak barrel for six to 18 months secondary fermentation would have happened um and as with a lot of these beers this is before the advent of microbiology so there would have been wild microorganisms surely in these barrels so mike uh uh helps that along with a little britannomyces and some bugs um this particular beer is about as simple as it gets it's just a quality pale malt and a boatload of east kent golding hops Dude, um, it is. <laughs> after a year and a half in the barrels uh it just has a, a ton of complexity um out in the out in the pubs, it would have been sold as old ale or a Burton ale. 
um, that fi- that styles those styles faded, and they've recently sort of made a comeback. So there you go. Uh, the notes are 100 percent of Maris Otter Alt Malt, um, 100 IBUs plus of East Kent Goldings. And it's 11%, aged 18 months with Brettanomyces. It's a big beer, but it is... Does not drink big. No, it is. It's just mm-hmm. like the hops in there are solid, the barrel, and that the slight funk to it. I, I love this beer. Oh, wow. Wow. <laughs> this beer is oh, wow. outstanding. Yeah, yeah, Almost the, all I can focus on is the funk. Yeah. 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 I could smell this all day mm-hmm. long. So, you know, we don't have, it's interesting, we don't have examples of these beers to drink. So, we, we you know, this is, this may, is, what this they were is drinking maybe and, what it tasted like, but yeah. it's probably not far off, you know. I mean, this is like like the recipe is, is pretty pretty straightforward. I wonder everybody was pretty straightforward. Drunk you know, all the time. It's the colder than they probably yeah. served it, too. Mm-hmm. God, this mm-hmm. is. Absolutely. This is so beautiful in its simplicity, you know, and. Well, and it probably would have what would have been served in a beer engine i guess i mean on a hand pump yeah right probably so yes. i mean it would have well it, would, it was it was barrel aged i guess why did they i don't know because it's not like they had forced carb so you read the books man no scoop a, a <laughs> just scoop it out out of the barrel you know just straight out of the barrel you know, a lot of those pubs they just they did oh. i mean that's they had lines that ran so like from the fermenter it you would know? have either been still or it would have yeah yeah yeah. You know, so I think it would have even had a creamier mouthfeel, but a nice, com- uh, a nice layer of funk to this for sure, and uh, just, just nice bitterness. Outstanding. One yes. thing I'm yeah. wondering though that these malts before electricity came online, yeah, you know they they were kilned with wood, so everything yeah. yep. kind of had a smoky aspect a little bit. to it. Yeah. So that's one yeah. thing you're not going to find. Yeah, yeah. And although I, yeah, I wonder. That's you're you're right you're right. I want eight. What, what's the date on this again? Eighteen fifty. Yeah. Mm. So England definitely had say more electricity. You know, say throughout the whole country than we did earlier. But at what point did that begin? Uh-huh. Yeah, that's the question, and I don't know. Yeah. But well, to do kiln roasting and, and oh, like man, the, that's really good. Big four malting. I don't know. I think it's outstanding. Yeah, yeah. it's. I mean, again, it's gorgeous in its simplicity. It's it's so tasty. It's so, I, I hate to use the term fresh. You know what I mean? But it's like all the flavors are just popping in it. Um, yeah, even still. You after, know what I mean? After a year and a half in the barrel. Right, right. Yeah. I've been purposefully warming this. A ton of hops, though. So Yeah, what are the IBUs on this again? It, 100 plus. Yeah, because I say that's really standing up <laughs> yeah, to this. Yeah, it yeah. really, really. Yeah. With the well, I think they had to. I mean, yeah. just to kind of yeah. quell some of the microorganisms and keep some of the freshness. I like Burton Ales, too. I do, too. Yeah, for yeah this sure. is outstanding. Yeah. All right. So, what are we. We are going to rate the Truman Brewing 1850 KXX Stock Ale a four. Yeah. Uh, uh, Solid start. No doubt. I like it even more as it's getting a little warmer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. As I have a feeling that we will for, yeah. you know, any of these for that matter, yeah. because refrigeration wasn't exactly a big thing yeah. um, back then, unless you lived in a cave, which I guess you could. Okay. Moving on like with people. beer number two. <laughs> Feral caves. Cave. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Reverend Mark. 
Yes. Do okay. talk about the next one. Okay. We're going to be looking at tasting, rather, the Barclay Perkins 1859 EIP, or the East India Porter. Now, you know, IPA, 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 that's what it was all about, at least it seems. That's what we hear about historically. Uh, and yet, we know that England sent pale ale over to India and that was what the officers and the elite drank. But what did the average person drink? The same as the average bloke in England at the time. It was a porter. Now, of course, they treated it the same as the pale ale by adding extra hops for aging and dry hopping uh, and, for, and for shipping, of course. And it would have undergone a secondary fermentation by Bretomyces during the aging, no doubt. England sent way, way more porter to India than they did pale ale, but you never hear about it. So uh, let's call it the original black IPA uh, hey, from 160 years ago. Yeah. Now, porters of this time have a very similar grain bill. Pale, amber, occasionally, brown, and a bit of black malt uh, for color. But the hops are in line with the IPA at around 100 IBUs of East Kent Goldings and dry hopped with more EKGs. Mm. It is then aged for eight months with Brettomyces, which slowly continues the fermentation, mellows up the hot, hot bitterness, and adds complex character. And so the style of this beer, it's dark, bitter, aged with wild yeast, and it really doesn't exist anymore, except right here in front of us. Wow. Dude, so uh, I really like the part about how the aging kind of takes the edge off the hot bitterness. Yeah. Because it's definitely got some hop, but it's not like in your face. And it doesn't, it's not like a palate record so or anything. So creamy. So the listeners know that was uh, hops were used to, as almost as a preservative for, the, for the trip yeah. to, mm-hmm. to India. Uh, they had a lot of beer spoilage early on and discovered if they added hops, they could uh, preserve the beer for the journey. Mm-hmm. Um, man, this is incredible. Nice chocolate yeah. to this, almost like a, a little bit of cola. So we've had, yeah. we've recently had some uh some brett porters i'm trying to remember and i can't remember the name of one of them unfortunately but they were not hot to this level for sure you know so uh but this man this has just got that nice little undercurrent of of brettanomyces funk underneath there and and arguably that was present at the time yes yeah yeah yeah. well that makes me wonder would they have like tasted it when it arrived and like and maybe discarded or been like oh this isn't good enough for the officers we're going to give this to yeah. you know, whomever i don't know i mean that's a good good question well, yeah, i don't think anybody if, knows if the they, answer they, just uh, yeah, if they thought of it as i guess when you were in india you drank what they sent well yeah i think i think they were like okay we'll give this to the enlisted guys you know or you drank what's the what's the indian beer that we have taj now? mahal yes probably. yeah there you go well i think all the officers were probably drinking uh gin yeah, so probably, with, probably their, so. with their quinine. Yeah, yeah. yeah, maybe. 
this is this is gorgeous. Yeah, I, it's really good. I love like how I'm almost getting a molasses kind of feel. Mm, yeah. mm-hmm. It's super creamy, a little bit of floral on there too. Like, why are we not brewing more beer like right. this? Yeah. America? Come on, Hello? America. This is, smells delicious. This Come is a, on, uh, like a bitter cross. Like a really, really rich uh, chunk of uh, bittersweet. Yeah. Uh, chocolate yeah. and espresso. I mean, yeah. this is this is decadent, but it's still light. It, there, I, I I'm think so if you impressed. just did this as like this is our porter, and you didn't like talk about historical would, or anything I'd, like I'd, that, I'd buy it up. People, oh my god, I'd people would up. just be like, "Oh crap, this is a really good porter." At the start of this episode, yeah. I said these beers weren't yeah. that marketable. It's just yeah, they they actually are. This one really could be <laughs> this really so far, some really of these could actually be. are okay. <laughs> We are going to rate this Barclay Perkins 1859 East India Porter a resounding five. Yeah. Seven percent doesn't really doesn't really drink like seven. I mean, it's it's just yeah. It could be a five and a half percent beer. beer. It's a good beer. Yeah. Yeah. God, so good. Okay, good old boy Drew. What are you going to talk about? Do it. All right. So Drew it. Ooh. I may have to use that. Drew it to it. Uh, Our third beer is the Truman Brewing 1850 Imperial Brown Stout. Um, As you know, Truman was big. This was their top of the line stout. Um, You know, they say it couldn't be more traditional. You know, holy trinity of pale brown and black malt and an eye-watering 174 IBUs. That's right. Wow. Yeah, obviously this would be aging. Um, they're saying six to 12 months probably would have contributed some Brett. So again, a little bit of Brett. Um, wow. They did do a, um, eight month age of this with Brett as opposed to the, you know, six to 12. Um, I guess that fits right into the, into the range there, right? Snap dab in the middle. So Um, you've got two beers, right? Like part of yours. mm -mm. No, just the Imperial Brown. Um, Sorry. But uh, they will. I'm the one. <laughs> yeah. The vast I'm majority of the production was running porter. This would have been maybe one percent of the production at the time. So they're doing a uh, Thomas Fawcett Maris Otter Brown and Black Malt, 174 IBUs of East Kent Goldings, and uh, coming in at 9.6, calling out figs, raisins, leather, molasses. Saying it's very drinkable. I have yet to taste it because I've been too busy talking. So I'm going to shut so up. So have a have a sip. Get get in Listen, it. Listen, this is probably the first one where I think it drinks as big as it. It it, it it's is. still wow. it, it, it is drinkable, though. but it's but it's it is very drinkable. Tasteful, but yeah. it's, it's got a little more punch to it. it for it's sure. almost spicy on the palate because it's, it's, it's got so much punch. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. But the dark and fruit is a hundred. It's is definitely it's there. Just yeah. And I, I mean the ABV is high, and yet you know there's there's some residual stuff going on in here that's really tasty and sweet, but not overly. Um, okay, the oh figs. My. Sorry, I am blown away by the pure fig flavor in yeah, this. No, absolutely. Yeah. This is nuts. Yeah. Chocolate figs. Yeah. yeah. In booze, yeah. I get yeah. the figs yeah. more on the nose Boozy than on the palate, figs. but I do yeah, get it sure. on the palate. Yeah. I mean, um, it's not like a. Um, Gosh, what's the figs, raisins that that always beer style? It's always figs and raisins. I, it's Dates? escaping me. Oh, the it's Belgian. Um, yeah, uh, uh, Reverend Mark, you know what, the one with this Belgian one. figs, raisins, quadruple, Tri- quadru- quadru- with the, quadru- the, 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 yeah. the Belgian quadruple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 
It's like yeah. I, when, when everybody somebody whenever somebody says figs, you know, figs on the palate. I'm always Man, looking for that. It's got a nice warming right. to it, though. It's nice. And I'm oh, almost boy. getting like a kind of rumminess on this, like kind of feel yeah. to it too. Yeah. yeah. My God, this is decadent. And I can yeah. tell you from all the beers that I'm looking at, this one, uh, you tilt it and, and contrast it. It is inky. It is. Yes. Inky. Yes. Oh, in the best sense of the word. Yeah. I'm, I'm licking the this cup. Beers are I would awesome. love to cook with these last two, but but I would I feel like I would be I, wasting it by not drinking it. I was yeah. gonna say you'd need to have like a couple cases of it if yeah. you're gonna. Wow! Very know. special episode, guys. Thanks for <laughs> dude. <laughs> this is um this yeah. Is, yeah yeah I'll say that. Wow. I mean like yeah. viscous, we don't grade on the curve here. Just totally. They just get these are straight scores here. Wow. This is, yeah, this is so pretty. It's hard to compare these Sticky anything. lips. You know, it's you know. unfair to rate them, sort of. But, but you know we're, what? We're doing it. We're he doing went, it. But also, he went to the trouble. Yeah. So so if you can factor all, this, all that There's stuff, a lot of work. These are, these are all, you know. Yeah. Okay. I, this is, I, I, I can't get. She's speechless. Yeah. Well, I am because, okay, you go to a so brewery. so dang good. Well, you go to a brewery <laughs> that has a provenance for really good beers, right? Yeah. And. You have these expectations, yep. you know, and then sometimes, unfortunately, they fall short. Sure. You Can't know? all be winners. Can't all be right. home runs. Right. Yeah. But then, like, we're all tasting these blind. I mean, this yep. is the, and I don't mean to wax poetic, but there's so much yeah. love in these yeah. beers, yeah. and you get it. It really comes through. And you you're tasting it. that someone it really took the time to do their research, Folks, yeah. to yeah. brew it correctly, to hold it, package it correctly. Like, the insertion of the Brett, seriously? Yeah, it's hard to track down Mike's beers. He's not distributed too far outside, if if at all, outside the state of hey, North Carolina. Go to North Carolina. It's worth the effort, guys. Yeah, yeah. Really, Se- seek yeah. out Zebulon beers. You won't be able to find these, but yeah. but but everything he does, is, yeah. is just true, true. And if there's enough the, demand, he heart. might make them yeah. again. You know, if the true, proce- true. if the process was historically recreated, which we know it was, then none of this was single infusion either. I wouldn't think. So we, we've got. Yeah, there's that to consider. Yeah. yeah, and also like, I mean, how much time, extra time, yeah. does it take to make yeah. these beers? Com- you know, opportunity com- costs. Right. I mean, and I know he really yeah. went the extra mile to source the malts and everything. And I mean, were they is, were they under modified well, malts? Yeah. This, you know, they, they would need to yeah. be under modified. Yeah. And sure. if he uh, if he aged them for as long as you know mm-hmm. historically they did, I mean, that's sitting on this beer for a while. Yeah. 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 Yeah, and then in contrast to that, you know, if this is what they were making back then with all these beautiful flavors to go with, what you know could arguably be some sort of bland food at times. Right, no right. disrespect, right. you know, it makes you wonder now. God, what about like our forefathers? Give if they a were like dumped, a quarter and some mushy peas. Well, right. if they took right. a TARDIS <laughs> though here. To the United States, yeah. right now. Serious Doctor Who reference. Here. And I know, I'm yeah. there. It's the TARDIS, though. That's, but yeah, we didn't talk if about they that. came in time, I mean, if they landed here now. Yes, I have actually rebuilt the TARDIS before, you know. I know what I'm doing. <laughs> and they tried some of the- I just saw that episode recently. And they tried some of the beers that are out now. The slushy mm. fruit yeah, sours yeah, and the- yeah, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Lactose-infused. Lactose <laughs> I mean, what an embarrassment we You would know, be. if three generations from now, the entire population of the world is lactose intolerant, <laughs> uh, we, we know why. Mike is a, Mike is a big, exposure. Mike Karnowski is a 
big member of the Angry Old Brewers group on Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> Damn kids <laughs> with all their lactose <laughs> and we all fruit slushy beers. And I told, yeah, I totally understand. Yeah. Well, this outstanding Truman Brewing 1850 Imperial Brown Stout. Yep. We are rating a five. Yeah. Was there any their best beer? This would have been, I guess this would best beer. Yeah. Wow. That's sense. yeah, that is just crazy. So yeah, what are we gonna do now? Okay, so next we've got the triple X. <laughs> How did I get the triple X beer? I don't understand. Yeah. So the Truman Brewing night or eighteen sixty triple X mild ale tri- <laughs> I saw what's that. coming up I next. Saw this is coming. coming up after these brief messages. Welcome back, everyone. Hey, so thanks. we are talking about so- society and like special brewers clubby type of beer, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. And the one in particular that we're doing is the TARDIS Society from Zebulon you in Weaverville, North Carolina. But I'm the doctor. The definite article, you might say. The definite S- article, S- yes. Definite. So, good old boy Dave was about to talk about his triple X mild <laughs> ale. triple X sensation. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. Today we're going to talk about the Truman Brewing 1860 Triple X Mild Ale. To really understand British beer in the 1800s, you need to know that mild isn't really a style, but a description. Just like Dave is not just a noun, it's a verb. (laughs) It means a beer consumed fresh without aging in oak barrels or stock or old ales, as old stock, as stock or old ales were. What? So wait. So <laughs> so mild you drink fresh. But why male yeah. models? Yeah. Um, stock ales you you set on them. Or, you stock them up or set them near you. Could you sleep on you, them? You could. Yeah. You could make a nest of stock ale. I could sleep. You short sell them. Uh, I sit you very long. Theoretically, I'll sleep. get a mild bitter or a mild stout. Although usually the term running is used for those beers. By this time, mild ale. It become its own style. Okay. I love British mild ales. Yep. I'll say that. Yeah. Um, and, and they are. They're meant to just like you make them, they let them carb, and then you serve them, right? They don't, they're not for storing or whatever. Uh, so I'm not going to talk a whole lot about this, but I will tell you that this beer is 100% Maris Otter, mm-hmm. and you can taste the otter. Mm-hmm. You can. Uh, there's 120 IBUs of East Kent Golden Hops, which, as a home brewer, I've used East Kent Goldens a lot because I love the... It is, along with Fuggles, it is one of the prototypical British The quintess- hops. Oh, quintessential yes. British. Quintess- yeah. And it's uh, at 8.4%... Uh, ABV, you wouldn't, you don't really, when you hear the word mild, people tend to think, oh, yeah. it's going to be yeah. a, like a 3% beer, like a or 5%. Beer. Yeah, yeah, session yeah. beer. Yeah. Near yeah. beer. Yeah. But but get that out of your mind. Just yeah. think of mild as fresh. Yeah. We're going to serve it right away. And even if it's a triple X beer, which means we're going to get a little dirty after we drink that's it. That's right. You know what I'm saying, baby? Show um, everything. We're going to show everything. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. I'm going to show you all we got. <laughs> 
Well, anyway, yeah. so maybe we should try this beer. Yeah, that might be good. <laughs> well, they're Beautiful showing gold. us all the malt they got. Beautiful gold color. Uh, so you can see that Maris Otter. I see him swimming in the in the beer. <laughs> <laughs> and and as opposed to the aging beers that we've done prior to this one, this this does not have the Brettanomyces. Right. Sort right. Of, so it, it had no yeah, time yeah. to really develop any funk Mm -hmm. so this one is actually more probably tastes more like uh if you're going to have one of these that tasted like a a current or modern beer this is probably the one that would taste the most like that i think yeah this would be perfect off of a beer engine yeah oh gosh yes yeah 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 great like having it in the bottle force carved or however they did it takes a little bit of the creaminess out of the mouthfeel that you would get mm-hmm. that silkiness that comes mm-hmm. from a beer engine which is if you love real ale that's mm-hmm. man that's, that's where, that's it's, where at. it's at right mm-hmm. this would be phenomenal that way it's still a really solid beer it is it it's is. a big malty beer it's got a nice balance of the hops that really just sort of play in with the sweetness of the malt the hoppy bitterness yeah, which is really hard yeah. with a beer yeah. that this big as beers get really h- this high in abv it becomes harder and harder to really balance the hops and the malt sweetness yeah. but i think they did a nice job yeah. either one or the other as yeah, yeah one out. starts taking over yeah. Yeah. yeah but it's a you know it, it it's also the the recipe itself is is so very basic. very simple yeah you know and you get just well, all these have been yeah these yeah. great complex notes but it's a simple very simple well you know how like there's a modern thing malt about beer. smash beers you know like a single yeah. malt single, yeah. single hop mm-hmm. this is it yep you know and zebulon's you their their regular beers uh have a, this they his brewing style reflects this his simplicity is is uh is you know just unbelievable how he Keep it simple, the, stupid. Pulls out right. complexity yep. out of just a couple of ingredients. Yep. You know? If you have good ingredients and and you the proper methods, yeah. everything tastes yeah. delicious. It's unbelievable. Yeah. That's yeah. how I operate my kitchen. Tools and technique. Yep. Yep. This doesn't taste eight point four percent. No. No. This doesn't go down eight point four percent. You would get wrecked on this. Beer. But the complex. <laughs> yeah. Get wrecked on but this the complexity, beer. the sweetness, the honey notes, and the yeah. floral that I get off of this. Yeah, but not overly sweet. Today. No, yeah. no. It's but it's just enough. I. Okay, Mr. Karnowski, you need to brew this all the time. You need to have this at your tap room. I think all he has a mild on tap on the on the beer engine every day X. of the year. I want this with some fish and chips right now. No, this is gorgeous, yeah, gorgeous. Well, this, is, yeah. this beer, your first, you know, you sit down, and you have your first pint, and you're like, okay, cool, this is nothing. Yeah, yeah. Then well, then, then the next thing then you know, you you're you, sleeping in the dog. Yeah, house. you know, yeah. you're you're three quarters of the way to the first one. You're like, all right, let me go ahead and get my second pint yeah. ready. Yeah. yeah, and by the halfway through that second one, you're like, yeah, I better get some food. Yeah. What have I done? <laughs> yeah, absolutely gorgeous. Yep. Um, we are going to rate the Triple um, X Mild Ale a four. Yep. Uh, well done. Uh, Okay, now I get to speak for a bit. Isn't that cool? Yep. Oh, yeah. and, I was looking you? for the applause, but I can't find it. <laughs> <laughs> Conveniently misplaced the applause. Uh, that what a button's jerk. just not here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right, not there. Okay, we're going to double fist this one, guys. That's so, what she said. 
get prepared. <laughs> Ow! Banned again. <laughs> okay. In the 1800s... All of our sponsors just called yep. Good Boy Mike yep. Top, right now. Yeah. It, Isn't that a tennis term? <laughs> okay, so... <laughs> in the 1800s, brewers would make two versions of many beers. One for immediate sale, known as the running or the mild, and one destined for aging in a barrel for 6 to 12 months, known as the keeping or the stock. Okay, the beers were almost always identical except for the hopping levels. The keeping versions usually had 30 to 50 percent higher hop levels. The high hop rates would protect the beer during the aging process, which we talked about. Um, during aging, the wild yeast Brettanomyces would give its typical leather fruit roll up, light barnyard, or you know, barnyard, yes, barnyard. character with hay. With hay. And continue to slowly eat away at the available sugars. The aged flavor was all the rage back then, but eventually started to fall out of favor. Could you imagine that? Well, that's because these—it's <laughs> their version of these, these kids, millennials who like seltzers. You know, yep. Yep. whatever. Okay, so pubs would often have both styles available on tap, with the aged version being obviously more pricier. And drinkers would often blend the aged and the fresh to their liking. Which we should try this. And that's what, yeah. that's what uh, good old boy Tim did. Yeah. With spear. Tim. So we have included a bonus bottle of the running version. So I'm talking about the keeping porter. This is the notes from the keeping, but they gave us a running version as well yep. um, of the same beer so you can experience blending to your liking. So the ABV of the keeping is 6% of the running is 5.8%. Um, 90 IBUs for the keeping, which is EKG hops, mm -hmm. and 60 for the running, which Might is EKG. Need an EKG after this. <laughs> so I think we should all like uh, save a little bit of both and like yeah. kind of mix them or blend them at the end. This is these are both outstanding. I mean, and and for similar but different reasons, oh, the wow. the extra yeah. hoppiness in the uh, keeping version. The keeping is it's it's not as hoppy as I'd expect it to be though, with thirty to fifty percent more. Obviously, amazing, aging, of course. Yeah. And these are almost oh, not please. quite, but almost low enough ABV to be to be pub ales or being you know coffee nails. Yeah, sessionable. They're yeah, they're yeah. right on the cusp of being session beers. Mm -hmm. Drink your lunch. And it's it, the cool thing is like if you've you've got two people and one person really likes hops, you they could try the uh, the keeping version. Somebody's like I'm not that much into hoppy beers. That running version, it's still delicious and there's still hop character, but it's distinctly different to me. Mm -hmm. Man. Okay. Now this explains why everyone and their mother back in the day was drinking porters. Yeah. I mean, like seriously. This hits all the marks. Yeah. 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 Easy this, to drink. This, the running God. version of this is is like, it's just gold standard. How porter. could you make it better? Yeah. You know what I mean? It's right. just gold standard. Smooth. The porter we buy now. And know? then you get the I, keeping. Yeah. yeah. And the keeping is almost, it's almost like how we used to think of American versus English versions of everything. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. the American version was just a hopped up version of the English beer. I wonder if the Brett is what's taken the edge off the hoppiness. It's got to be. In the keeping. Because yeah. it's it really, of be. the two, 
the running almost tastes a little hoppier to me. Yeah. I, think I mean, I almost wonder if I got these mixed up, but the color right, kind of right, right. I think it's the bread. That's a good point. That's a very good yeah. point. Yeah. But yeah. it's like it's the 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 bread that that it's it's at that fruity stage of the bread, you know, so it's not mm-hmm. so funky. It's almost a little uh almost a little estery almost, you know, it's uh you know, this is man. this I, is so cool because this is a great science experiment, <laughs> and this is what I love about beer and beer styles. And here we go. I'm mixing now. Yeah, I it's, mean, come on, awesome. mix it up. I, I, I normally don't like to blend beers, like as which is seems weird since blend, I I blend, make a lot of cocktails. Yeah, but bros. Uh, yeah. No, yeah, this but, is no, that's amazing. You know, and this is this is where it's at. But oh wow, wow, wow. even better. Yeah, yeah. yeah. synergy. Holy cows. Mm-hmm. No, but you were right about <laughs> style. We've been know. so gushy this whole episode. She's these, always right. These beers what, are what exceptional. Specifically? Yeah. I no, mean, these are all. You know, these, yeah. and this is what they were doing back in the day when there was no TV. There was yeah. no internet influence. There so was all they no, had to do was this, yeah. Yeah. this is the power yeah. of brewing, though. Yeah. Like, exactly. We, you don't need, like, a, an eight-grain beer. You know, you don't need. No, you the, don't like, the, need the, the, the latest, and the yeah. latest yeah. edgy yeah. hops to make a fantastic beer. Right. You know? I mean, these, these beers are amazing. But think know? about like how some of our favorite breweries, what they're doing and they're, is going back in history like Scratch. Yeah. You know, yeah. Taking but it they're, back the, they're to, the exception, though, man. These guys are the exception. Oh, I agree. Unfortunately, thank God they're doing it, though. Yeah. You know. 100%. Yeah. I mean, I would go for both. I mean, I don't know either one is better than the other. Either one of these I would drink every day. I was like, the combination of the two I find, you know, I'd like to add another rating. Pretty amazing. So, the keeping version, the keeping porter, we're going to rate a five. Yeah. The running version, we're going to rate a five. Okay, sure. I'd rate all these beers a five. When you factor it, and if you combine the keeping and the running version, we don't have a button for that. (laughs) We don't Uh, have a belch because it's so good. Give it a 10. You're fab, you're switched on, you're a bit of all right. Yes, what? (laughs) (laughs) So I make you ronzy, baby. I make you horny, baby. I had trouble placing it. Well, let's get That's into, sadly, Jeez. what is the last beer yeah, no. of the... Okay. We're getting to the end here. It's fine, it's fine, it's fine. Okay. Mm. So this is the P- Truman Brewing... I, or is it P.I. or P.O.I.? I said P.I. 1877 P1. Okay. Man, couldn't they just be bothered to come up with fun names back in the 1800s, yeah. right? Yeah. Okay, yeah. it's all XX. Schmoogie. XXK, S3, P1. Snack. Usually, <laughs> a brewer's best or strongest beers were labeled number one. Weaker beers will be two, three, four, et cetera. So what, we cannot, so, so what can we tell about Truman's P1? It's their finest pale ale, aged for up to a year in barrels with Oof. bread. Oof. Things get a little muddled when you are muddied when you try and find differences between a brewery's pale and their IPA. There are usually no differences. Breweries are just simply sending their best pale ales to India because they were well aged and hopped and could make the journey. At a hundred and government gets everything. Okay. A hundred and seventy IPUs. This is a monster of a pale ale. 
While 10 months of aging has <laughs> mellowed the bitterness a bit, it is still full of mouth-coating hop resin. Yeah. The aging with Brett has added a good deal of spicy church incense funk. Reverend Mark, do you feel like you're at home? Mm -hmm. I love that descriptor, <laughs> church incense funk. There is really no room for a beer it's like this in the modern beer scene. But it's like, you know, he says it's wonderful in its intensity and complexity. So it's 170 IBUs of just EKG. Which, you know, mm -hmm. they have shown that mm -hmm. the human yeah. palate cannot taste anything above 100 right. IBUs. But this is and this must awesome. have been all bittering hops, I think, because I'm not getting as a profound amount of aroma. No, this is like malt that's just been balanced with mm -hmm. a little hot bitterness. So to cut in briefly, this is like the best representation I've ever seen of a bottle club from anyone. They're yeah. normally yeah. they're Hats normally not money. done well. It's like yeah. stuff just shoved yeah. out. They I usually it. like I'll do a mug club, but this is amazing. Every one you know? of these beers was exceptional. Yeah. So, what do you guys think we should rate the P1? That's a five, man. This is my it's favorite. A five. I think it's my favorite. It's of the a five. Dude, this is a great way to end this. This is a great beer. For the amount of IBUs yeah. that is in this beer, it does not it does taste not, that. It is not killing me. It is so beautifully balanced. And I know we're so waxing. Weird. I've got bottles of Bigfoot I've had like 10 years. They're still just yeah. bitter as crap. You know, this is. I know that we are waxing. There's the five. Yeah, yeah. I know that yeah. we're waxing poetic about this, but. Thank you. Mr. Karnowski. <laughs> yeah. Well done. Thank man. you for what you have done. I mean, this is gorgeous. And you know what? Your favorite brewery, see if they have a society. If, if you're they that. Don't, tell yeah. them to make help them out. Exactly. You know, because. Especially these days. They, they need the help, man. And. Yes, love your local breweries. Yeah. Love, love your local breweries. Okay, well, that's going to do it for us today. If We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you're listening to us online, do yourself a favor and tap. Give me a little tap. Come on, just tap, tap, tap that tap, button. Boom. The easiest way to listen to our show is to ask Siri, Alexa, Google, or Uncle Larry, play podcasts of Suds and Smokes. We love your feedback, and you can reach us online at info at sipsudsandsmokes.com. And our daily tasting notes flow on out on Twitter every day at Sip, Suds, and Smokes. And our Facebook page is always buzzing with lots of news. We're all buzzing. You'll also be able to interact with thousands of other fans on those social media platforms. I know I'm buzzing. Do us a favor and take the time to rate this episode if you're listening to us online. It's a big help to us and you, we get to see your feedback. Five stars. Go to by Caperton? Yes. Say goodbye. Oh, goodbye, everyone. This was a great episode. I look forward to seeing you guys again. Reverend Mark. God bless you for this day. <laughs> Wonderful. Good old boy, Drew. Parting is such sweet sorrow. Yeah. Good old boy, Dave. Bye. This is good old gal, Juliana. Thank you so much for joining us today on this episode. Support your local breweries. And Mr. Karnowski, we do love you. Cheers. This has been a 
one-tan-hand hand production of Sip, Suds, and Smokes, a program devoted to the appreciation of some of the finer slices of life. From the dude in the basement studios, your host, the good old boys, will see you all next time.